0: Welcome and thank you for listening to the Akuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. Today, Pastor Humbi Cervera will share a message with you. We hope you enjoy it. Hey guys, real quick, I just want to say how happy I was to see some of you out at church last Sunday. It was a great time to be together, and I'm looking forward to being able to gather and worship with all of you in the future. Meeting up was a really fun way for us to finish out our Learn 2 series. Now today, we're getting something new started. And preparing for this sermon and this series, it got me thinking about earlier this year. And and really, it's it's one of those things I'll never forget. It was mid-March earlier this year. COVID-19 was officially in the United States, and it officially hit San Antonio. I was sitting in a doctor's office because we had just gotten a puppy a few weeks before of all this, and she needed to get her shots. So as I'm sitting there in the office, I got an alert on my phone and I took a look at it. Shelter, shelter at home orders had just been set out for a few days in the future. Now while I was sitting in that room, I started looking around. Could that guy have it? What about her? Does this guy Did that guy just cough? I was sitting in a small waiting room with about 20 other people and I could feel the air getting filled with all this virus that was shutting down the world and I was just trying to breathe as like small as possible. Now in those early days we didn't have much of anything to lean on. We knew almost nothing about how COVID-19 moved and how we could be at risk. No data, no good strategies, no real hope could be found in anything in front of us. So what did we do? We all prayed. We prayed hard. We banded together across churches. We prayed that God would keep us safe, that He would protect our families, especially the older members. We prayed that He would keep healthcare workers safe. We prayed for a cure to come soon. We prayed that God would eradicate the virus. And in that season, it was awesome to see people around the world joining in prayer. In some ways, the acts of each person banding together for one another was inspiring. Now, I know when I saw that, I felt hopeful, but a funny thing happened, COVID never went away, Palm Sunday and Easter came and went and COVID didn't budge. We hunkered down and did our best to keep on praying, then Mother's Day, Memorial Day, Father's Day, Fourth of July passed, COVID was still hanging out. It seemed like around this time was when the shift happened. People weren't publicly praying as much and having these meetings and doing these things online, uh, and they weren't leaning on that those days. All of a sudden, Netflix, Disney+, Plus, social media, alcohol were the things that they were leaning on. By the time Labor Day came around, a lot of people had turned political. With a presidential election around the corner, I would hear about everything, how it would change after the election. Well, when my guy gets in there, when my guy is able to get four more years, I could feel the hope being placed in these two dudes and far away from God. What's crazy is that in March, so many people were praying for each other and every person to be drawn closer to the Lord in these times of trial. Then in November, they were praying about voting machines. They were publicly praying for and against lawsuits in Pennsylvania and Arizona and Nevada and Michigan. What I saw happening is that hope the thing that was keeping most of us going at the beginning had shifted from waiting to see God's grace and love flood the world to asking for our will to be done and our preferences to flood our area, just our area. It feels like hope had been misplaced. Now, when hope is placed in something that can't continually come through for you, it's hard. Then you got to start carrying all the weight on your own because it's going to fail you. And when you start carrying the weight of the world on your own, it wears you down. At this point in time right now, it feels like we're worn out and exhausted. For sure, this world is weary. Now, what about you? Where are you finding your hope right now? Is it in a sunny day, a little bit of warmth, and a lot of cold margaritas? Is it in a vaccine that is getting ready to be administered, to most of the world? Or is it in your immune system that you're finding hope in? Is it in the safety of your home and the distance from your neighbor? Or is it still in God like it was in March? Now, some of you might be like, well, that sounds great to find hope in God, but Humby, this has been so hard. I can't keep that kind of hope going without slipping. I can't stay optimistic and rainbows and lollipops about everything. Well, I want to shoot down this idea that hope is the same thing as optimism. Because you can have hope, but not necessarily be optimistic. You see, optimism is choosing to see how circumstances could work out for the best. But that's not what a biblical hope is all about. Biblical hope can be very different. And I think hopeful people in the Bible can see a situation and say, there is no way things will get better. They will look at a situation and say, this is impossible but they still have hope in God because he does things outside of impossible. Then they lean into that. Now, hope and optimism can look similar. However, hope is leaning on God to make it happen. When hope like this is carried out there, it's always something that is needed for our hope. There's always something that's needed for our hope to survive. And the one thing that always has to be present when someone has true hope in God, and I want to present this idea to you today. It's gonna be our big idea to kick off this series. It's this. True hope is patient. True hope is patient. The one thing that is always needed from us when we need to have true hope in our lives is patience. I know guys, I heard and felt all of your collective groans. I had trouble just getting that out of my mouth right now. I know patience is tough and it's not something I'm super great at either. I probably have a lot in common with one of my childhood heroes, Homer Simpson. You see, there's an episode where he starts a business as a snowplow driver, and he has his first TV ad run on the air. So after it's done, he's expecting to get lots of calls from potential customers, and he sits by the phone and says, and now we play the waiting game. Oh, I hate the waiting game. Let's play Hungry Hungry Hippos, which is exactly where I sit all the time. I would much rather play Hungry Hungry Hippos than sit there and be patient. We actually see that happening time and again in the Old Testament. People walking away from hungry, hungry hippos and going to patience. You see, the first piece of scripture comes from the Psalms. This particular Psalm was written by the biblical character David. Now, David is someone that is called a man after God's own heart. And he actually thought, he's actually thought of one of the greatest kings that the nation of Israel ever had. However, he also did a lot of messed up things. He got himself into really big trouble with God a handful of times. In this psalm that we're about to read that David wrote, he is crying out to God to stop the punishment that is happening in his life. Now we don't know exactly what part of his life that David's in, but most scholars believe that David's older and probably the king of Israel when he's writing this psalm. So chances are that David was having to live out the terrible consequences of a poor decision he made. So at this point, David has no other choice but to turn to the Lord and ask for help. Let's take a look at one piece of Psalm 39. There it says, And so, Lord, where do I put my hope? My only hope is in you. You see, David is placing his hope in God and God alone. This isn't the only psalm that David talks about his past sins and how his hope is in God. Let's take a look at Psalm 25. There it says, O Lord, I give my life to you. I trust in you, my God. Do not let me be disgraced or let my enemies rejoice in my defeat. No one who trusts in you will ever be disgraced, but disgrace comes to those who try to deceive others. Show me the right path, O Lord. Point out the road for me to follow. Lead me by your truth and teach me, for you are the God who saves me, All day long, I put my hope in you. So these are two very clear pieces of scripture that lay out how David's hope is firmly resting with God. No matter how many times David will mess up, he always seems to run back to God for forgiveness and hope. We can see this in the Psalms, that God is very much David's hope in the world. Now, right now, some of you are like, that's good to see, Humby," but I don't see anything about this patience thing you were talking about. Hurry up and get to it. Well, first off, be patient. And the patience is actually there in both of these pieces of scripture. You find it when you look at the original language of the Old Testament, which is Hebrew. And the word is kavah. And the first half of the word speaks to how a rope was wrapped and formed and then pulled into tension. The second half of kavah uh, speaks to waiting for something to happen. So hope... That word that David uses for hope is kavah. One of the greatest kings of Israel had a hope that was literally him waiting on something to happen with great tension and excitement. True hope is patient. These aren't the only times that kavah is used. Uh, In the book of Isaiah, it's used to describe how God plants vines and then waits on them with great hope. You can actually see this word used more than 50 times throughout the Old Testament. And we can see that there are so many of the biblical characters in the Old Testament that they would sit down and wait on God to do something. They would have this kabah, this hope. And the reason they could do and have this faith is that they would share stories of how God came through for them in the past. People of Israel could tell the story of God parting the sea for Moses when their nation was escaping slavery in Egypt. They could tell the story of God providing food from the sky for a nation, or providing water from rocks, just having water flow out of rocks, or making the walls of Jericho fall by simply praying for it. People of Jewish faith in the Old Testament times could share these stories with one another as a way to encourage each other to show this true hope. They could connect with each other in a way, in this way, so they could have patience in their lives. Now, when you have the track record that God has, you can look at it, and it becomes a lot easier to kavav on him that's why community is so important here at Akuo church if you don't have a community around you to point you in the right direction then you're just going to keep on moving away from the waiting game and running to hungry hungry hippos or netflix or alcohol or politics or fantasy football or whatever it is that you fill your life's hope in now remember here at a church we exist to get people into community with Jesus and one another. That's why every single week we have a Bible study where we can get together on Zoom, we worship, read through the Bible and pray with a small group of people. It's in those meetings that we can be reminded of how God is always on time. It's in those meetings that we can be reminded that we can have true hope. We can be reminded that we need to be patient because God will come through. Now, the other half of community that that I want you guys to be in is with Jesus. I want you to see and find your hope in Him. Now, to really illustrate that, I want us to look at a piece of scripture from the book of Isaiah. You see, the book of Isaiah was written by the prophet, Isaiah. And a prophet is just what someone uh, that was able to hear from God in the Old Testament was called. So, in this time of Isaiah, things are very bad for the nation of Israel. The neighboring nation of Assyria was fixing to invade Israel and war was right around the corner. So let's look at what Isaiah wrote in chapter 8 of his Old Testament book. There it says, The Lord has given me a strong warning not to think like everyone else. He said, Don't call everything a conspiracy like they do. And don't live in dread of what frightens them. Make the Lord of heaven's armies holy in your life. He is the one you should fear. He is the one who should make you tremble. He will keep you safe. But to Israel and Judah, he will be a stone that makes people stumble, a rock that makes them fall. And for the people of Jerusalem, he will be a trap and a snare. Many will stumble and fall, never to rise again. They will be snared and captured. Preserve the teaching of God entrust his instructions to those who follow me. I will wait for the Lord who is turned away from the descendants of Jacob. I will put my hope, Kavah, in him. Here in this scripture, Isaiah emphasized that the people of Israel should not be afraid of the Assyrian threat looming on the horizon. Instead, they are to be afraid of the Lord Almighty. He is the one they should fear and dread. He should be the only one they believe in and lean on because the Lord will be a sanctuary, a place of safety for those who believe in him, but not for those who don't believe in him. He'll actually be their destruction. And that's what Isaiah is talking about at the end. You see, the descendants of Jacob are the nation of Israel. They are the people of Jewish faith. Now when you connect this to the rest of the book of Isaiah, this has a much deeper meaning. You see, Isaiah had 22 different prophecies about the coming Messiah, Jesus. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years before he came. The one that would save the nation of Israel. So there's a deeper meaning to this. At the end of this section, Isaiah speaks of how God will cause the people of Jerusalem to stumble and fall, never to rise again. And he's speaking about Jesus. When he came, so many people of Israel rejected Jesus. And they were so tired and worn out. They weren't using the kavah, that we've been talking of today. They were busy looking for the Messiah that, wasn't going to le- that was going to lead them into war. They weren't looking for a Messiah that was going to save them spiritually, that was gonna save them eternally. This exhaustion is what led them to separate themselves from Jesus. This is part of Isaiah's warning. Wait on the Lord, put your kavah in him. Wait on Jesus, put your kavah in Jesus. These ideas actually remind me of the Christmas song holy night. There's a line in there that says a thrill of hope. The weary world rejoices, for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Fall on your knees, O hear the angel voices. O night divine, O night when Christ was born, O holy night. Now this song isn't a part of the Bible, but it's right. The world was weary. It had been waiting for Jesus to come since Adam and Eve made the wrong choice and had to leave the Garden of Eden. Then on that night, Jesus was born. The Kavah, the hope of the world. The world had been sitting there, tightly pulled in anticipation for Jesus, and he finally showed up. He finally came to the world, and we finally had the one that had been hoped for. When you are thrown around in this world, when online learning, trying to make ends meet, the pandemic, politics, holidays, families, and friends get you down, you can turn to Jesus. You can have true hope, which is patience. Because Jesus will come through for you time and again. If you've accepted him into your life, if you believe in him, he will show up for you. He will be with you. He is within you. Now, for some of you, you have never started that relationship with Jesus. Your hope has been placed in the other things in your life. And the tough part is that each and every one of those things have failed you probably thousands of times over. So what I want you to do today is be a part of the community with Jesus. To do that, it's really simple. All you have to do is simply declare that you believe in Jesus. That's it. There's no religious hoops that you have to jump through. You don't have to get your life together to get Jesus. Normally, it goes the other way. You get Jesus and he helps you get your life together. So if you want to do that, I just want you to pray a very simple prayer with me today. And I'm going to ask that everyone bows their head to pray this prayer because at Akkuo, nobody prays alone. You always have a community praying along with you. So you guys just pray something like this along with me. Jesus, thank you for being the hope of the world. Today, I declare that I believe in you. And the best way I know how, I will follow you. Thank you for the sacrifice that you made for me today. Today, I give you my life. Amen. Now, if you just pray that, I am so excited for you. You now have the hope of the world in your life. Not only that, you have it living within you. And I'm happy to see that you are now part of the community. Now, for some of us, We need to recenter with God. We need to reconnect to God and kavah for Him. So I want to do something a little bit different today. For all of us believers, it doesn't matter if you've been a believer for the last five decades or the last 50 seconds. Either way, you can do this. I want to help us develop our hope. I want us to be able to show our true hope, which is patience. We have the ability to, get, to connect to God here, right now. We have the ability to recenter our life and develop patience in God right here. J. David Muskins wrote the book called 40 Days to a Closer Walk with God, the practice of centering prayer. In his book, he explains our connection to God and how we can deepen our patience and hope in Him like this. God, the center of all, dwells at the center of my being. So when I am centered, I open the eyes of my heart to perceive God's presence, transcendent in glory and present here and now. I receive the gift of an intimate relationship with God deeper than my words can express. I let go of my efforts to reach God and simply rest in the love of the Trinity. I let go of my attachments and surrender myself to Christ. I release whatever thoughts come to me and consent to the presence and to the restoring action of my spirit Within, So I want you to have hope by connecting to God. So we're going to do what is called a centering prayer. This is a very basic way for us to connect to God. We are going to wait on Him to make His presence known to us. So here's what we're going to do. All you have to do is just close your eyes. We aren't going to start talking a whole bunch to God when we're praying. We're just going to sit in silence and wait for Him to show up. Now, if your thoughts, if thoughts start to pop in your head and and get you off track, what I want you to do is start repeating the name you call God. It might be Father or Lord or Almighty or Yahweh or or some people like will call him Dad. Whatever it is that you call God, just start saying his name in your head until those thoughts go away. For this prayer, we will sit in silence for three minutes and wait for God's presence to show up and for us to hear from him. So let's do that. I'm going to put three minutes on the clock, and if you're watching online, you'll see a timer. And if you're listening to the audio podcast, you will just get three minutes of silence. So let's start our Centering Prayer. Thank you, Jesus, for being the hope of the world. I ask that you would continue to develop our patience and deepen the hope that we place in you. We love you, and we pray all of these things in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, guys, thanks to all of you for being a part of our service here at Akuo. If you need anything at all, please don't hesitate to message us on our social media platforms, or you can go to our website, akuo.church. that's a k o u church, to contact us, or you can call or text us at 210-901-8785. Now, if you liked our service and you want to share it with someone, or if you missed any of the services we've done over the last few weeks, you can always go back and watch them on our YouTube channel. You can also listen to our services while you're in the car or on the go by downloading our audio podcasts. We're on every single major podcast platform. That's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Now, while you're on there, please subscribe, like, and rate the sermons because by doing that, you're going to put us higher in the algorithms, more people are going to like us, and we're going to be able to spread the gospel to more people than we ever could have imagined. Next, I want to talk about how we practice generosity here at Akuo. What we do is practice the biblical method of giving called tithing, which means giving a first fruit 10% offering to the storehouse, which is your local church. Now, we believe that when you trust God with anything in your life, there's a blessing. When you can wait on God, when you can put your hope, your kava, in God, you get blessings. And we're doing exactly that at Akuo. Now, right now, might not be the best time for everyone. With everything that's happened over the past year, you might be struggling to make ends meet. I don't want you to feel pressured to give something that you can't give joyfully. That's totally okay. With that being said, if you need help with something, if you need help with a bill or anything, please reach out to us. I want you to consider this, you waiting on God and God speaking you and saying, here's how you can get help. Because we want to help you out. We want to be linked to you during this tough time. This week alone, We've been able to bless a few families with H-E-B gift cards to help them through a tough time. So, please, don't be above reaching out to us. We would love to be linked with you. Now, if you are able to tithe, the way you can do that here at Akuo Church is by going to our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O o.church. Now, when you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the instructions. Now, we also have our text-to-tithe option. For that, all you have to do is text A-K-O-U-O and the dollar amount, you want to tithe to the number 77977. When you tithe like this, tithing is as simple as sending a text message. Now if you don't want to give electronically, we also have our PO Box available if you would like to send your tithe through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail your tithe to PO Box 100-125, San Antonio, Texas 78201. Now one last thing. Each Wednesday night we have a Bible study through Zoom. Now I know we talked about it a little bit earlier but I just want you to be extra reminded about it because it's amazing. We would really love to see all of you there. The link for the meeting is in all of our social media channels. Okay guys that's all that we have for you today. Just like every single week I want you to know that I'm praying for each and every one of you and I love each and every one of you. So before we head out let me pray over you one last time. Jesus, as everyone clicks off their browser, turns off their TV, and puts away their phone, I ask that you would be speaking to them. I ask that you would be speaking the words that you want them to hear on how to get through this season that they're in right now, Lord. I pray that you would give them hope. I pray that you would give them patience, and I pray that you would give them the exact things they need to get through this season. Thank you, Jesus, for everything and we pray all of these things in your mighty wonderful powerful and loving name Jesus. Amen. Okay guys, that's it. We'll see you on Wednesday at our Zoom group. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website akuo.church. That's a k o u o.church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching akuo church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.